Okay, let's just bring that up. Okay, we're back. We totally forgot to uh, talk about the Monday Night Football. So before we get into the regular podcast, before you hear the music and any sort of stuff, it's just us here quickly talking about the Packers winning 23-22 against the Detroit Lions in Lambeau Field. They got the job done, Dave, just. Yeah, I mean, was it in the fourth quarter they were down two scores? And yeah, it was probably probably a disappointing one for the Lions. Yeah. I mean, they've lost to the Chiefs and... Packers now both in like really close games and one that they easily could have won and mm. yeah it's a shame for them really because I mean they easily could be oh, unbeaten wouldn't they 4 0 one they would be yeah. <laughs> yeah. and they've, they've not played the easiest schedule in the world so I mean things could look really good for them but I guess it's what the difference is between these teams and or sort of like the good teams and the really good teams is that the, the good ones lose these ones, the really good ones wouldn't, would they? And Yeah, exactly. Played, but, yeah. yeah, they played really well, though. And I mean, The Giants struggled, um, sorry, the Packers struggled a little bit on offence without Devontae Adams out there. Yeah, Alan but, Lazard led the way receiving. Yeah. Never heard of him. Yeah, literally never heard of him. <laughs> really. I've taken a lot of football through the week and stuff and I've not heard of Alan Lazar, to be honest. Yeah, couldn't say where he's come from or who, no. where, where, they, where they found him from. But yeah, he led the way four receptions, 65 yards, and a touchdown. Um, Jamal Williams like had 14 <laughs> carries for 104 yards. Yeah. Where's Aaron yeah. Jones gone? Yeah, it was. Um, he was going to run the ball well, wasn't he? It's... They're so weird with their running backs. Jones had four touchdowns last week, touched the ball 11 yeah. times this week. But I think that's the thing with Aaron Jones. When we come into the season and he was sort of seen as like a real high pick in fantasy by a lot of people. Yeah. This was the problem that him being on the field the whole time wasn't a guarantee, and mm. Jamal Williams was always going to take some picks away from him. I didn't know. It was gonna, I didn't think it was going to be quite like this, or um, picks away, some runs away from him. Sorry. Yeah. But yeah, it's tough when yeah Williams is running that well to take him off the field, and yeah, they didn't, did they? <sighs> No, he did fumble as well, Aaron Jones, in this, which uh, Matt the Flower obviously doesn't like and put the, the ball in Jamal Williams' hands a bit more. But uh, more impressive stats on the, the the Lions' side of the ball, really. Kenley Holiday, five to catches for 121 yards. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the Packers managed to shut down the running game quite well. Yeah, carry on had 13 carries for 34. He got a touchdown, um, which saved his fancy day for me, thankfully. Um, but. Yeah, they kind of they shut the run down really well and made Stafford go to the air and Stafford only completed eighteen of thirty two, but for two sixty five, not bad. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, so it's a shame for them they couldn't just put this one away, but I think this sort of shows that the Packers are for real and mm. maybe the Lions are close, but not quite close enough. So I'm not sure. It's I do really like the Lions though. I don't want to like. Tag them off or yeah, so bad because they have been really good and I say it's just disappointing they could be so much better or the record could be so much better. So yeah, they're currently bottom of the North, two, two and one. But a game back on the Bears, two games back on the Vikings, now three back on the Packers. That's not great. They've lost the one divisional game. Packers are three and zero in division. They've sewn it up, haven't they already? Really? Yeah, it feels that way. They, they feel like the class of the division, but I think the Lions are going to be there when it comes to wild card time. I mean, they've yeah, so they've. 2-2-1 two, two but they've had a tough old start they had obviously the Cardinals which is so weird they managed to tie with the Cardinals <laughs> but then there are Chargers who obviously 
haven't been amazing, but I think like say they were a better team mm. than the Eagles and the Chiefs and the Packers. That's a pretty tough start. There's not many tougher starts out there, is there? It's... No, not at all. You, you definitely the wild card is definitely coming from the North and the West, I assume, at this point. It feels that way, doesn't it? Well, the West has got at least one sewn up, hasn't it? It's just whether they get a second yeah. one, isn't it, really? Well, yeah, if the Rams rally, they could do. But yeah, it's the, the, the South, I mean, the Panthers are 4-2, and two, and they could... They've got a rookie, effectively a rookie starting quarterback, and the East is just a, a bit of a mess, really. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting one going forward, and maybe the Lions won't quite get in just because I mean there's a lot of good teams out there, isn't there? Mm. And someone's got to miss out, and maybe the Lions are going to be that one. They're just a victim of a tough conference. If they were in the AFC, though, they'd be <laughs> they'd be in comfortably, you'd say. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, they'd, they'd be in uh, second place, really, behind the Ravens. So, yeah, yeah well, tough for them. I would say they're a better team than the Bills overall, really. And the Bills are <laughs> currently the second team in the AFC, which. Yeah. You know, <laughs> all the AFC East haters, you know. <laughs> Bills are pretty good, yeah, pay attention. But yeah, that is us. Uh, we will now, uh, you'll hear the lovely Arctic Monkeys and they'll throw to us um, <laughs> with the, the full recap pod. Welcome to the First and Ten podcast. We are back. This is episode fifty, Dave. Wow, I know. Yeah, half the half century up already. Not bad in uh, just over two seasons. Happy with that. Yeah, it's an achievement, isn't it? Getting to fifty. Yeah, these definitely. Podcasts die out a lot quicker than that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, after the about roughly around the ten figure. So yeah, we're uh, we're much better than that. We're going strong. We're going from strength to strength. We are here to recap all of week six actions. I have, of course, Ross. That's Dave. You heard him there. How are you, sir? Yeah, not too bad. Good yeah, week. Yeah, not been too bad. So, stresses at home, moving and stuff. So, oh yeah, well, that's still going fun. on. But no, but yeah, well, we sort of moved, but now it's a bit it's the other end. So, that's oh, right. Well, yeah, you had a nice but, casual Sunday, though, because the Patriots put away the Giants on Thursday night football for you. So, yeah, it's nice. I like having that two thirty game. Just an extra three and a half hours of football that yeah, everyone around me is delighted that I'm watching. <laughs> so let's start with that Thursday night game there. The, the Patriots. Comfortably handled the Giants. It was close to begin with. I listened to the first half of this, um, but then I could not listen to Patriots Radio anymore because of a certain Mr. Scott Zolak. Um, just do it, my in. And I couldn't find the Giants stream, so I had to just turn it off and <laughs> follow it by text. Um, but yeah, it, it was close at half time. Was it 21 14, I think, half time? Yeah. It, it was a weird game because, I mean, Brady's stats look okay at the end, but yeah. he didn't have his best game in the world. But it also felt like if he, if he really needed to, he could go to another level. But he was under pressure a lot. Mm. Like the line didn't play particularly well, and he was basically throwing to receivers that wouldn't be on many other teams. I don't think it was, <laughs> it was down to the bare bones. It was uh, Josh Gordon went out of an injury. Dorsett obviously missed oh, yeah. the game. It wasn't there wasn't a lot there really. It was uh, yeah, one of those. What's going on with Josh Gordon this year? It's not it's not quite clicking, is it? 
No, but he's sort of been a little bit in and out. He seems to. Have, I think he's been a little bit unlucky with um, injury and stuff. He's every game he seems to pick up a knock and right. like one of the game. I can't think. Maybe it was the Jets game. He, he looked like he dislocated a finger and stuff like that, and then come back into the game. Just little bits like that. Nothing too serious, but enough to just make his stats like a little bit down, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Brady finished with, with 334 yards and a pick. Um, Michelle got a lot of the ball. 22 carries, just under 100 yards. Yeah, he um yeah, he's he's definitely playing a little bit better these last couple of weeks, but um God, I can't think of his name, the fullback who came off the international program thing. He uh, went out of an injury. Yeah. He's gone on to IR, so second fullback gone to IR, so wow. I, I mean they they have started to get into a bit of a rhythm the pair of them and now that's a second fullback gone on to IR, so I don't know how that's gonna <laughs> affect um Michelle going forward, but Fullback's making a bit of a resurgence. Yeah, there's a couple of teams yeah. that are really involving them recently. It makes sense, I think, just because I mean, it just makes it easier to run. Yeah, the Seahawks were most successful when Michael Robinson was leading away from Marshall Lynch. They make holes. Yeah, it's yeah. I think it's a trend that is definitely it's definitely trending that way, isn't it? To going back to that sort of thing and. Um, yeah, more fullbacks. It just yeah, say it just makes sense. It makes yeah. it easier for the running back. It's another option as well. It's not like these fullbacks now are just just stereotypical fullbacks of the past where they're just some plodders who just big blokes <laughs> who run like yeah, big fat lads forty like run. six six point five seconds <laughs> and just gonna be in the way. They are a lot athletes, of the athletes aren't they? now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's not the same thing as it used to be. Like tight ends that just need to get on the roster as they play there, but the the Giants rushing game. It needs Barkley back, and he's Barkley back in a big way. Hillerman, uh, 11 carries, 30 yards, and he was released the day after this game, wasn't he? Yeah, it's... It wasn't good. Yeah, it, it wasn't good, no. It was... Yeah, it was always going to be tough for the Giants, basically, missing all their good players. <laughs> <What that laughs> was, uh... Yeah, Golden Tate had a good performance. He was about the only one to stand out, because Daniel Jones looked a bit of a train wreck. Three, three picks, he threw a touchdown to Tate, but that was a long bomb that Tate did the work on, mostly, and... Yeah, 160 yards, three interceptions to one touchdown. Rough game for Danny Dimes. Yeah, I think it was expected, but yeah. And again, like like I said with Brady, I don't think either of them played particularly well, but they both had a lot of weapons there. I don't think it was all on them. I think there's going to be a bit of an overreaction to both. I think, but I think uh, with Jones, it's just correcting a bit of an overreaction from the first few weeks. Yeah. I've, yeah, I think he's going to be fine. I just don't think he's ever going to be like. Superstar, you know. No, that's fair enough. Let's talk about another guy that loves to throw interceptions. James Winston. Five picks, for, <laughs> including the very first play of the game. He threw an interception at the uh, the early kickoff at, I want to say Wembley. Was it Spurs Stadium? It was at Spurs, yeah. Their field looks weird. I don't I don't know if I like it. it. I think it's a good thing with the AstroTurfy, whatever it would be. I'm sure it's not AstroTurf, so they'd be offended if I called it that. But, you know, <laughs> it's that stuff with the black yeah, the, the things in it. Turf. Yeah, like, I don't know, it looks a bit I weird. Mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, but James, though, yeah, for, uh, 400 yards, one touchdown, five picks. Just um, a disaster, really. Yeah, I, I don't want to be like. I do like James, though. Like, I do. There's a lot about him's game that I like. And I don't want to be some, like, just make excuses, but. I mean, he basically was without. He had two, like, brand new linemen in. Yeah. Basically, every single play, there was a defender. Like breathing down his neck, and I think by the end he had just got a bit, it just got in his head a bit. It was, um, mm. you know, talk about seeing ghosts and stuff. It was just, 
it was a terrible game. I'm not going to say it was a terrible <laughs> game, but I think there was a reason for it. I don't think it was. Yeah, I think there's a reason for it. But the problem is with Jameis when he has these games, it is a five turnover game. Yeah, they're huge turnover games, yeah. aren't they? He also uh, lost two fumbles as well in this. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's not good. Like if he could turn them into just a couple of picks, mm. like when he has his meltdown games, if he could just still not just lose the game, yeah, like lose the game on his own, it's. I mean, he almost brought them back in this late on. The, yeah. the Bucks were putting the pressure on the Panthers, and I mean, I, I quite like Kyle Allen. He reminds me of um, he's an Alex Smith type quarterback. He's just very safe with what he does. Not throwing any any picks. He just knows what to do and does it quite well. Yeah, I think the talk of like him keeping the job over Cam is a bit. Yeah, he's doing think... a decent job, but Cam's much more explosive and will go out yeah. and win you a game. I think in, in a close game. I think people are just getting a bit carried away with that, but it always happens, don't it? It's pretty yeah. expected, but it's just... Uh, yeah, Cam's a, a healthy Cam is a lot, lot better than Kyle Allen, but Kyle yeah. Allen is a very good fill-in, basically. He's yeah, always, he's, he's making himself a, a career backup job right here in this little stint. He's doing a fantastic job of ensuring himself he's got a career. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's... Uh, yeah, he, at worst he's always gonna he's gonna have a job, isn't he? He's yeah. gonna be bounce around like Josh McCown or someone. Isn't he? Just, uh, <laughs> yeah, got fifteen years in the league. Yeah, just the uh, just the twenty six touches for uh, Christian McCaffrey this week. Yeah, he didn't do a lot with them. He got the two touchdowns, but this Bucks team like, well, just knows how to stop him, doesn't they? Yeah, it's weird. They they turned into such a good run defense. It's uh, yeah, they just basically shut down. They're the only ones that have managed to shut him down, sorry. It's, uh, yeah, in two games, yeah, he's, he's got under 100 yards in both games combined. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> yeah, it's bizarre. So it's weird because he gets he got the touchdown. So you, I think a lot of people would remember it as like a really good McCaffrey game, but yeah. it wasn't that. He averaged uh, 1.4 yards on the ground on 22 carries. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah, it weren't, weren't very good, but say so did enough and got the job done. It's Chris Good uh, Goodwin, the number one now because. It, this is th- two or three games in a row now where he's just absolutely beasted Mike Evans. I, honestly, I think it's more of a 1A and 1B situation there. I think both yeah. are just really good players. Yeah, I don't I think, think Mike Evans had his best best uh, day football on Sunday, but he's still just such a good player. Yeah. He is, uh, one thing that shocked me from going to the practices last week was I thought Mike Evans was a lot bigger than he is. He's he not, not actually, no. Like, when he's a place on the field, he looks massive. Yeah. Think, but there, he's like, I don't know what height he is. Well, I'm obviously I'm six up four, six five. So, and he was shorter than me. I'll tell you that. But he wasn't oh, even yeah. particularly like bulky. It was. I like, always thought he was a monster of a wide receiver. Yeah, he, I always thought that he was like probably like the big shock for me, really. Oh, right. And, and Barber is about four foot tall, I think. <laughs> <laughs> a tiny little yeah. running back. Yeah, one of these. He's he's like as wide as he is tall. So, yeah, <laughs> well, speaking of tiny people, Russell Wilson led the uh, these transitions today are superb. Uh, Russell Wilson led the Seahawks to a thirty-two twenty-eight win uh, in Cleveland. Um, really impressive victory after being twenty to six down early on. Uh, they went on the nineteen-point run to bring him back into the lead before. The Browns scored a go-ahead touchdown, but left too much time on the clock. And if there's one person you don't want to face with uh, five or six minutes left on the clock, it's Russell Wilson. He will—he's the king of fourth-quarter comebacks. He just does it every week, it seems. Yeah, it's uh, 
Yeah, they blew this one, didn't they, the Browns? Yeah, it's a, big time. Obviously, it was a good comeback from the Seahawks, but they, I, I imagine about Browns fans were like going crazy at what? Not, what was it? Was twenty six? Twenty to six, it was. Yeah. yeah. I imagine they were going crazy at that point, and then, uh, yeah, just. I mean, there was a pick at the end that wasn't Baker's fault, in fairness. But, no, it bounced know, off Hilliard's hands. That KJ Wright was just there to scoop it up. Literally straight through his hands, wasn't it? it was, yeah. Uh, it was. It was a good pass that has just turned into an interception, but it will still go down on the stat sheet as a mm, Baker yeah. interception. That's yeah, three picks for Baker today. Yeah, I thought, I thought Baker played okay. Um, he, he he got a hip injury in the second half, I think in the third quarter, and he it was really struggling from then on to kind of put any sort of whip into the throws. He was having yeah. to do it from a very solid base, and it, it didn't look right. And they've got the bye now, but. That that's come at a good time for him because he could have missed some games. I think that's going to be a lingering injury. Like, I don't want to like slander anyone here, you know. But <laughs> to me, it felt very big, Ben. It's like, you know, <laughs> he's got to make sure everyone knows that he's got a bit of an injury. If, if it was as bad as he was making out, you know, he's throwing and then going down like yeah. hit, he wouldn't be out there. He is like, the most big Ben-like quarterback in the league, isn't he? Yeah. Now you put those comparison there. That's yeah, that's spot on. It felt like he had. Everyone had to know that Baker had picked up an injury, you know. It, like, it was... Like, don't get me wrong, he was definitely injured. You could see the play he got hit on. But yeah. if it was as bad as he was making out the whole way through that second half, he wouldn't have been out there. It no, just, exactly. I just find him so irritating. Like, <laughs> I just... I just really don't like watching him. Watching him. I, I find him so hard to root for. Like, he's... Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just everything about him. But yeah, through three picks, one in the end zone, which was a killer. Um, another pick from Tedrick Thompson two weeks in a row. Now he's starting to perform for the Seahawks, which is nice. Um, the defense started incredibly slowly, and you can tell as soon as they start to get into it, we Seahawks look a, a much better team. Chris Carson had another day as well. Twenty-four carries, one hundred twenty-four yards on the ground. Another thirty-five through the air. I mean, this is the offense. It's Wilson and that run game, and the receivers are, are, are good. Lockett five catches for seventy-five yards again. But only five targets for Tyler Lockett. Other teams are throwing a, throwing the ball like I think Chris Cobbler had fourteen targets. Yeah, yeah. He definitely seems to get tons and tons of targets. Does he Lockett really? It was uh, a weird one. I saw someone say on Twitter, "Imagine Russell Wilson on a team that just lets him be." Russell Wilson. And it, there was a point during this, I think it was the, the second half, it might be the second quarter actually, where the uh, his communications in his headset went down and he led us on a drive which was pretty much all passing but with a few couple of runs in there as well which he was calling the plays and it was a really quick touchdown drive so we saw a, a glimpse of what he could do when given the ball, um, given full control. Yeah, I think they definitely need to do that more, don't they? But yeah, I think it's just the way the Seahawks are. I thought Metcalf was really good. There was there was a play where it, like there was about five defenders around him, he's just like shoving him out of the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just really fun to watch. He's, he disturbs me because he's he has a dummy, and it's weird. His uh, his mouth guard is a dummy, and it looks really weird when he stood on the sideline with what is essentially a dummy in his mouth. It's it's an odd look for a huge mountain of a man, but yeah, he is um, a very good rookie receiver. I think he would be top of that class if it wasn't for Terry McLaurin right now. Yeah, I think so. He's performing well. I still, I, I still think Metcalf will be the best receiver out of this group, if he can develop, just because he's got just such a rare physical 
sort of gift, I guess. That... Yeah, they were saying on the broadcast, oh, he only runs two or three routes. Well, that's all he needs, surely. If he's successful yeah. at doing that, that's fine. Um, but yeah, um, Russell Wilson continues. No, no, no interceptions this season. Uh, two more touchdowns. That's 15 touchdowns and no picks. Um, leading the way at quarterback. And Seahawks are 5-1. and one. If it wasn't those pesky Niners, I'd be enjoying <laughs> this season even more. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, yeah, a bit unexpected there, isn't it? Yeah, uh, the Browns fall to 2-4, and four, which was uh, worse than they were last season at this point. No one saw that coming, <laughs> did they? No, but, and I tweeted it out, that I think it's a good time to back the Browns to win the division, to be honest. <laughs> if you look at their second half of the season, Does it, it get soft? atrocious. Oh, really? They play the Steelers twice, the Bengals twice, wow, the Dolphins... Five wins. And I think the Redskins in like six of their last seven <laughs> games. Wow. They also play the Broncos and the Ravens in like in the other two. Oh, wow. They could easily win like the last nine games. Yeah. And I don't even particularly believe in the Browns, but their schedule is soft as anything. Yeah, that is. is really soft. Wow. Yeah, and I don't. It's weird because after three weeks, I've probably bought into the Ravens. So I've probably like soured on them. Mm. But. Yeah, I, I think yeah, it's a good time to probably back the Browns because I imagine no one's uh, no one's going to be believing in them. No, I imagine the odds are pretty good for them to get them to win uh, that division as well. Um, let's look at the Texans. They beat the Chiefs thirty-one twenty-four. Um, yeah, are we worried about the Chiefs at all? I don't think so, but I mean, I think Mahomes is a bit injured. Yeah, and. But they still got off to like they're like seventeen nothing up in about two seconds. It felt like yeah, that Tyreek Hill touchdown was ridiculous. What are the t- yeah. the uh, Texans defenders doing? How has he caught that ball? He's tiny. Well, there's no tape for Bill O'Brien to have watched and stuff. So <laughs> you know, how can he? How can he have? Uh, how can he have planned to get covering him? But yeah, it was ridiculous how he managed to come up with that one, didn't he? But the other one, his other touchdown, he was just literally wide open, wasn't he? Yeah. Was, uh, yeah. You think so they'd know the about him by now? Yeah, you'd have thought so. <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, good win for the Texans. Puts them at the top of the uh, the South and really it's theirs to lose, isn't it, this division now? Yeah, I think so. I think they're pretty clear. It... <sighs> they're yeah, not as exciting they... as you want them to be, are they? No. That's it. They're just not a particularly interesting team is the problem. Darren Fells led the way in receiving this week for them. Yeah, great. <laughs> it's bizarre, isn't it? Like, I think Hopkins. I think um, the reaction to it, like, or some of the reaction, like his season, is a little bit overrated. Yeah. Uh, or, or underrated. Sorry, is probably more one. But like, his struggles a bit overrated because if he had just added a couple of touchdowns in there, it would look like just any other season. Really, He's still getting the catches and the yards. Maybe not quite the level he was, but I mean, still pretty good. It's yes. not like he's. Uh, He's got 402 yards, two touchdowns, and 40 receptions through six weeks. It's not bad. It's not bad, is it? No. <laughs> I'd, like, I'd, I'd like all my receivers to struggle that badly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think if he just, I think, and I think it probably will even out over the rest of the season. But like that's as well when basically all the attention of the defense is on him. Yeah. It's. He's still yeah. coming up with that many yards. That puts him at like he's. Well, he's in like just just in the, the bottom half of the top kind of receivers, really. Like Tyler Lockett's got 454 yards. Mike Evans, 460. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad, is it, really? No. It's, 
And especially when there's probably more to come from him. Like, he can improve from there. It's, yeah, uh, definitely. Like I say, add a few more touchdowns to those numbers and they don't look that bad, really. Yeah, they're not bad at all. It's... Yeah, I think it's a bit of an overreaction. And some, like, I don't know if people will trade him in fantasy, but there might be an owner or two out there that's worrying about him if you... Uh, Mm. Somebody's target, maybe. Yeah, he's not getting the. He's still getting the targets. If you're in a PPR league, nine nine receptions. Yeah, like it's, it's scoring pretty good points. It's, yeah. yeah, this was a 26 oh. carry Carlos Hyde game. He played well as well. 116 yards and a touchdown. I mean, that's not what you want to see from the Texans, but it's working for them. I like Hyde. I think they they've accidentally stumbled upon like a good running game. I think between him and Duke Johnson. So, mm. So they needed to do for a few years now with Lamar Miller just sort of like struggling all the time, isn't he? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's um, yeah. I think the run game's good. I think it can. They're not going to carry the team or anything, but they could definitely hold their own, which hasn't necessarily been the case the last couple of years. Yeah, it was a good bounce back from Hardy. Fumbled, didn't he, on the, the first play of the game, and set the Chiefs up for a, a quick score. Uh, but Watson ran two touchdowns himself. He's he's a scary runner. He takes some big hits and some unnecessary hits, but he's a he's a kind of a big man. Like I feel less worried about him getting hit than I do Lamar Jackson or Kyler Murray, those sort of guys. Yeah, yeah, he does. Rob- Again, it's enough of one of these. It's just enough of a threat, isn't it? He's not going to be. He's not Lamar Jackson with running with the ball, but he's not a million miles away, and it's just a, enough of a threat to make the other stuff easier for him. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a pretty good quarterback. He's he's living up. He is the fancy quarterback number two this season which was pretty much where he was drafted so he's living up to expectations um, the Redskins beat the Dolphins 17-6 uh, if you want to hear more about that one listen to the Redskins podcast um, I'm sure they're over the moon at the one point victory <laughs> against the Dolphins yeah there's not we don't really need to talk about that one really do we no. the, Dolphin, the Redskins won Terry McLaurin looked good four catches 100 yards yeah. two touchdowns um, yeah. an AP with 25 carries in 2019 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no. uh, the Vikings beat the Eagles to move to four and two, thirty-eight twenty. Stefan Diggs had a well, his best day of the season: seven receptions, one hundred and sixty-seven yards, and three touchdowns in this one. Kirk Cousins is having kind of these make-up games every other week, isn't he, with his receivers? Yeah, it's. I mean, this is more what they need to be the Vikings, I think, but mm. they're not going to go up against this Eagles secondary every week and they have really struggled haven't they they yeah it's bizarre because everyone I mean no I don't think anyone had the secondary hands of strength but I don't think anyone thought it would be this much of a weakness but they <laughs> yeah. really struggled it's so bad the run defence on the flip side of that is superb Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham are two of the best in the game and yeah they, they held Dalvin Cook to 41 yards but yeah Diggs and Thielen had 220 yards receiving between them yeah, they just just killed him. So it was, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to think about this Eagles team because there's a lot of talent. And I mean, looking back, that Green Bay win just feels a bit bizarre now mm. because Green Bay f- seemed great and the Eagles are just not sure really. But I mean, all of a sudden that um, that division doesn't look so good, does it? The uh, East, in, the NFC East, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's a bit kind of strong, so meh. A bit, yeah, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. Yeah, they are. The Redskins is kind of the only team that are out of it. But yeah, the Giants are one game back from leading the division with a minus 49 point uh, differential. Insane. Mars Sanders scored his first touchdown of the season. Good to see for him. Yeah, yeah, he played well, especially 
it seemed as a receiver he was a bit more of a threat than he was um, as a runner. But I mean, that's yeah. not really that big a problem. And yeah, it's fine, isn't it? Yeah, he only had three carries and also three receptions. Boston Scott apparently got four carries. Never heard of this guy before. <laughs> Jordan Howard is still leading the way as the main bell cow there, so he'll give you what he'll give you. Some weeks it'll be great, other weeks it'll be forty yards. Yeah, it's. I do wonder how long it'll be before they just sort of flip it over to Sanders, the whole thing. But yeah, yeah, it's. Uh, I think. It's, I guess it probably depends how the rest of the season goes because, I mean, things are a bit of a struggle there, aren't they? Really, but. Mm. Yeah, they've got a tough schedule, and uh, I mean, we'll get onto the Cowboys in a little bit. Um, they're kind of two pretty evenly matched teams. I think they're, they can beat anyone, they can lose to anyone. I think as well. Yeah, both have their strengths and yeah. pretty big flaws at the moment, don't they? It's uh, yeah, it's tough to know how this one's going to play out. I'd say the Cowboys are a little bit stronger, but I mean, the Eagles aren't out a bit by any stretch yet. No, if they get a healthy secondary, then they could uh, put a run together. But yeah, at the minute, it's definitely, Stephon Diggs was just running wide open for most of his touchdowns. He was 20 yards past most uh, cornerbacks or safeties when he caught the ball. Yeah. Troubling. Yeah. <laughs> if you're an Eagles fan. Um, the Saints beat the Jags 13 6. Gardner Minshew's uh, hype train screeched to a halt in this one, didn't it? Yeah. I mean, I, I picked the Jags to win this one, but I mean, I felt like I sort of read the game pretty well before. I just didn't. I yeah. thought the Jags would do a little bit more on offense. I felt like the Jags would pretty much shut down the Saints' offense, and they did really on the whole, didn't they? It wasn't the Saints could do a lot with it. But the Jags just could do even less. No, it was a late touchdown from Jared Cook, wasn't it, to kind of ice the game, really? Yeah, I think I think we have to start putting the Saints defense as in their best sort of four, five, six defense in the league right now. Mm. They are they are playing incredible. Yeah, they're not getting huge like sack numbers or tackle numbers, but they're just smothering receivers and just there's nowhere for opposition quarterbacks to go, which is a, a problem. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've won four in a row with Breeze out, and I mean, one of them, Teddy, played pretty well, but <laughs> three have basically all been on defence, haven't they? It's, yeah. Uh, it's been a really impressive run when they needed them to step up, and then they have. Well, Alvin uh, Kamara's injured now as well. Yeah, I mean, that is worrying. I think Latavius Murray's a pretty good backup, but <sighs> yeah, missing Kamara, that's a, that's a big, big loss, because he is incredible, but I think we said it last week, at three... At, the free wins where Breeze is out, they'd always got a free run at these next few games. So yeah, I mean, still even not, yeah, it's not really end of the world. And I mean, the defense is doing enough that the, the offense hasn't really got to do a great deal. So if they can, if Teddy can put up somewhere between fifteen and twenty points each week, then it seems like they're going to win most of them games, which is amazing for yeah that defense. And Breeze is supposed to be back around week eight, which is against the Falcons. They've got the Bears coming up and then the Cardinals. So. Teddy's going to have to put some numbers up against the Cards because they score at will, it seems. Um, but maybe not against this Saints defence. So We'll see. It's a, a couple of challenging games, especially against that Bears defence next week. Yeah, definitely. Could be another similar game to this one. <coughs> yeah, I think so. It's a, it feels like it's heading that way, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, let's move on. If you want to hear more in depth, obviously listen to our Saints podcast, which will be out later in the week. Those guys are loving it, aren't they? Yeah, it's a really good one as well. Uh, in fairness, I think all of the ones that started are good. I'm not like <laughs> one out, but the Saints are a really good podcast. Just like I think they uh, do a really good breakdown of the games and stuff. So yeah, go listen to that one. Yeah. Uh, next up, Lamar Jackson beat the Cincinnati Bengals uh, twenty-three seventeen. 
Um, no need for anyone else on offense, is there? On the, the, the Ravens at the minute? No, it's. Um, so they got off to a good start, didn't they? And then, I mean, the Bengals—they always let the Bengals back into it. it was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it—it it feels like this should be should have been a more impressive win. You know, a twenty-three seventeen win against this Bengals team isn't that impressive at the moment. Most no. teams are killing them, and the Bengals scored with the opening kickoff. Uh, Baltimore scored two touchdowns and didn't score another touchdown after that. Just three field goals for the rest of the game, and that's there's always a risk. Like the Bengals are lacking weapons, but Andy Dalton's still okay. He can still pick apart a defense if he wants, to, if he has the opportunity to. And yeah, twenty three seventeen is not a convincing scoreline for a slightly faltering Ravens team. Yeah, definitely, especially after getting off to such a strong start, but. Yeah, weird one. Hollywood mean, Brown's a huge miss, isn't he? Yeah, I think so. He just adds that little bit, that little bit of something in the passing end, doesn't he? That I say without him, it just lacks any sort of real star power, I guess. Yeah, but, no one outside of uh, Mark Andrews had more than two receptions. Yeah, it's not great. I mean, he obviously wasn't throwing the ball a ton anyway in this game, was he? Which no, twenty-one completions. Part of that, but yeah, it's. Uh, he ran for one hundred and fifty-two yards in this one. <laughs> yeah, it's it's insane, isn't it? He's twenty yards off breaking Mike Vick's record for a single game rushing for a quarterback. He's going to beat that this year, isn't he? You think? I think so. And I saw something the other day of like the top ten rushing games by quarterbacks for the Ravens, and they're literally all Lamar Jackson. He's only played like what twelve games now? Yeah, games, like, is it? like yeah, it's insane. He's got a tough run coming. Uh, Seahawks next, then Patriots. They play the Bengals again, uh, but Rams, Niners, Bills. That's a yeah, tricky back end there. Yeah, we're going to find out what they really are, aren't we, pretty quickly, I think. Yeah, it's going to be t- the next two weeks. Oh, Seals' defence isn't fantastic, but he can shut down runners. So we'll see, we'll see how he gets on against the, that and then the Patriots the week after. Tricky, tricky <laughs> two weeks for him. Uh, next up, we've got the Niners absolutely walloping the Rams, 20-7. to um, I watched most of this game. I wasn't... It's weird when you want win so convincingly. Look, Jimmy Garoppolo didn't massively impress me. He didn't throw a touchdown, throw a pick. Um, the run game, I mean, Tevin Coleman had 45 yards and 18 carries. wasn't really that great either. I, I, I don't know how this score happened with that sort of offensive stats. Um, I think they just. I felt like I feel like the game. They were more dominant than them stats suggest. You know what I mean? I don't think them. I think they don't necessarily tell the whole story. It's uh, which is always hard to sort of because there's obviously nothing to back it up. But watching this game, I just felt like the 49ers were a different class to the Rams. It was they I were mean, getting to Goff so fast, weren't they? Every snap seemed like it was in fast forward. Yeah, I, I think. I mean, until they do go on and win the Super Bowl or do something special this season or go like, a long way, I think it is going to be on the back of a defense, but. I don't think this offense is bad. I just don't think they're. I think the defense is the like elite part of this team. You know, it's. Uh, yeah. I think that I feel like that running game. I know say Tevin Coleman didn't have tons of yardage, but I feel like they can get going. There's forty-one runs in this game. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's, it's a few, isn't it? They kill you by little three-yard runs, three-yard, four-yard. Just pick up that first down. Just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. It's. It kills defense. 
Well, they're just on the field for so long, aren't they? Yeah, it really, really works. I mean, I think, yeah, like you said, the one in the Super Bowl, it's Garoppolo that's kind of holding back that for me. I don't think he's at the level to carry that team over the line there, but with a defence, we've seen defences win Super Bowls before. Yeah, and I think he's I think he's only going to get better as the season goes on. And mm. I think that, I think for me the big thing they're lacking is a proper wide receiver one. Like I know they've got George Kittle, who sort of his he's effectively there. Yeah, but wow. I think if they can add, imagine like I know the Bengals said they're not trading him, but imagine they traded for AJ Green. Yeah, and all of a sudden they've got a real dominant wide receiver out there, and it That'd means be terrifying. Oh, it'd be it'd be insane, and then all of a sudden you've got like. These other receivers like slipping down the level to be like wide receiver two, wide receiver three instead yeah. of it frees them up. I think I think that's something they should really be targeting. Yeah, if you uh, get Marquis Goodwin as a second receiver just on a one-one route, then he's going to burn most defenders. Yeah, all go the out time. and do what go out and do what the uh, Cowboys did last year with Amari Cooper and yeah, just get someone because it, it could be the difference between them winning the Super Bowl and not winning. It's that big of a deal, I think. But, yeah, we're fast approaching that deadline and. There are some receivers there that I think could be moving. Yeah, definitely. And like Diggs is obviously one that has been talked about. AJ Green, and I'm sure there's others that will be yeah. available come deadline day. It's, yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, it, it's, so no, I'll be, I'm really looking out for them. If they make a move, I'll be uh, pretty impressed. But they've always seemed to be pretty proactive in these things. So mm. it wouldn't surprise me if they did make that sort of move. No, especially with Shanahan there. Are you worried about the Rams? Three losses on the bounce now. Um. Jared Goff won off his career worst game of uh, yeah. 13 completions for 78 yards the thing is I think Goff has actually played pretty well over recent weeks against the Seahawks yeah. and the Bucks I think lost. Bucks. yeah the Bucks yeah, yeah. he played pretty well in both them games mm. but I mean it is troubling They've yeah from an unstoppable like monster to the two games back now on the Seahawks and the 49ers I mean that's a problem for the Rams that and the the one and two in the division as well. Yeah, it's it's a tough division and these sort of losses add up, don't they? It's uh, yeah, I don't know if I'm worried is quite right yet, but definitely there's a little concern. It's, I don't uh, think it's that other teams have figured them out. I think something's just not clicking right now, and Todd Gurley's not Todd Gurley. That's yeah, I would say huge. that's a bigger difference. Really, they're not got. Todd Gurley running for like 100 yards literally every week. Yeah, he missed this game completely with a thigh injury, I think, separate to his arthritic knees. Uh, Malcolm Brown had 11 carries seemingly in the first quarter and didn't touch the ball for the rest of the game. I'm not sure what happened there. They seem to have done this. As soon as they get behind, they just turn, move away from the run game. Yeah. Robert Woods had uh, four targets for no catches. (laughs) Cooper Cup had six targets for four catches and 17 yards. And Brandon Cooks, three catches for 18 yards. That is not a Rams offence. But yeah, like you said, I think it's more to the 49ers defence. Yeah, I think I think as the season goes on, people are going to sort of rate this 49ers defence higher and higher and higher because, I mean, they are just playing great. They've got so much talent throughout and they are just playing really well together. Yeah, they're, they're concerning me. We play them um, at the start of November and then we also play them in our final game of the regular season, which could, fingers crossed, decide the, the West. I mean, it feels like it's heading that way at the moment, doesn't it? Yeah. Which everyone predicted before the season. Feels like five years ago, all of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, weird, doesn't it? It's good to have that rivalry back. It is. The Rams never really a rival. They just battered us for a few years, and now they've uh, fallen slightly back to the pack. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Falcons. 
continued their losing ways. Um, people that are blaming Matt Ryan for this are a disgrace and need to actually watch the games. Uh, the Cardinals won 34-33. Matt Ryan, uh, 30 for 36 for 356 yards and four touchdowns. Um, it would have been a tie game if Matt Bryant can make an f- uh, extra point, but he missed. Yeah, it's... It's that defence, isn't it? <sighs> yeah, it is. And, like, um, I think I tweeted out on Sunday that are we seeing, like, Dan Quinn's last game and people saying, oh, they've been decimated on defence, blah de blah mm. I mean, they haven't lost that many, many players on defence. It's only Harry, isn't it? Is there someone else that I'm forgetting that's had an injury or something? I don't think so. <laughs> but, like, it's... Not Harry, sorry, Keanu Neal, isn't it? Sorry, yeah. I don't know where Harry's coming from. Um, and kill, no, kill Harry, I'm obviously thinking of in my head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's... Their well, injury it's report on ESPN.com has a punter out, uh, Bleedy Ray Wilson and Desmond Trufant as the three guys that were missing. I mean, I mean, it's never great to have players missing, but that's a pretty standard injury report, isn't it? Yeah, three players, that's and, fine. And the problem is, there's teams out there doing more with a lot less on defence. It's not like their defence is just not is like struggling a little bit. They are awful. Yeah, didn't they touch Colin Murray in this game. And I thought Dan Quinn's supposed to be like a defensive... Yeah, mind, he was genius, he? wasn't he? Yeah, it's... Uh, I don't see how they carry on with him. It's... No, two tackles for loss and no quarterback sacks at all. Yeah, on uh, the Cardinals who've got one of the worst offensive lines in the whole league yeah it is atrocious and yeah to me they've got to make a move because this team it feels like none of them really believe in Dan Quinn anymore and yeah. I mean that's harsh but I feel like I feel like it's just gone for him I feel like it's all over I just don't think there's any coming back for this it feels a bit like Todd Bowles last year mm-hmm. where the team just know he's on his way out they know that it's over and yeah, because look at that defence now that the Jets have got. There's not much change there. Absolutely swarmed to the ball when they supposedly had a defensive coordinator, a coach last year. Couldn't give a toss on defence. Change it up a little bit and they're one of the best defences in the league now. This could happen yeah. for the Falcons if they get just get a new... Like they, they changed the coordinator last year and Quinn's got more control over that defence, but it's not working. And they're wasting the best years of Matt Ryan and Julio Jones' careers. That's it. And like, I don't think Dan Coach is some awful coach. I think he'll be back in the league pretty quickly if he does get fired. He'll definitely be a coordinator at least. Yeah. But I think sometimes it just needs a change. I think things get stale and I just yeah. think things aren't working there. And yeah, you can't do that with this last few years of Matt Ryan and Julio, really. You've got to make a move. And yeah, I think I'd, yeah, so I think I said last week, I'm not sure if it'll come before the end of the season, but I mean, too many more performances like that, and it will be. Yeah, I saw someone post a picture on uh, Instagram of Julio and uh, Fitz swapping jerseys after the game. It's like it's pretty sad that these two are going to finish their careers without a ring between them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is a shame to see. It's. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I guess it happens a lot, doesn't it? Receiver in particular seems to be a position where some of these real stars don't ever get a ring and stuff. But... Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of coaches that should be on the hot seat, maybe could be on the hot seat, uh, Mike Vrabel, the Titans put up a big fat zero in this one. Um, Marcus Mariota was benched. Um, he didn't get the team into the Denver side of the field the entire time he was on the field at quarterback uh, through two interceptions. Tannehill came in, moved the ball a little bit, um, still for a, had time to throw a pick as well. 
But I said to our, our friend Dave today, I don't know what type of team the Titans want to be. Because they're not running the ball excessively, they're not throwing the ball excessively, they're not exciting, they're not kind of mixing up routes or anything. I don't know what they want to be. I think the problem is, to me, it feels like the Jags did last year, where the team... Mm. Well, a bit like I said, the Falcons, where they've given up on the coach. I feel like the Titans have just given up on their quarterback. Yeah. And I feel like getting... Imagine, say, I don't know, say... Derek Carr was there. Because obviously he was up for trade this year. Yeah. Or seemed like he could have been available. Then... I, I feel like they're a contender. They, what, they, there's not really any other position on the on the whole roster where they're particularly weak, I don't think. Or like where they're a glaring weakness, you know. Obviously yeah. every team's going to have some sort of weakness. But I feel like they'd be a real contender. So like... I don't see how with Derek Carr in at quarterback they wouldn't be a top six team in the uh, conference yeah he's and, an aggressive quarterback but also relatively safe as well yeah and yeah Mariota for me is just where the problems start and finish for the Titans he is just just ineffective and I don't like I think benching him here it's hard for me it's hard for them to go back I yeah mean, you can't go back can you really yeah I think I'm not saying he won't play again but I think this season is basically dead already and that includes Mariota's sort of chances of being a Titans quarterback in the future. Oh yeah, he's. A, I think his contract's up this summer, isn't it? He's out of, yeah. out of contract this year, so yeah, he'd be on his way, I think. Um, whether Tannehill's the answer, I don't know. I saw a mock draft yesterday that had the Titans picking at 10, uh, taking Justin Herbert. Do you think he'd fit the Titans? I mean, I think so, but I like Herbert. But From the, the, the bits I have watched, he's more kind of my favourite of these quarterbacks coming out. Obviously, he's not Tua, and he's exciting as Tua, but I think he's uh, he's from Oregon, though, which is where Mariota came from. Do they want to go back yeah. to that well? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I do wonder if that would uh, be something they would shy away from because <laughs> of that history. I think it does happen, doesn't it, where where teams sort of don't go back to the same college. But, yeah. yeah, I think they're different quarterbacks, in fairness. I don't think they're... Uh, for me, like, Mariota's just never developed. He's never... He's, he's not really any better than he was as a rookie, is he? I don't think. No. I mean, if anything, you could argue he's worse. I think he is actually is, worse because uh, he was at least exciting to watch in his, his first uh, couple, yeah. two years, I suppose. Yeah. it's This season feels dead for the Titans, doesn't it? And I mean, I think Vrabel, I think it'll be the quarterback or Vrabel that goes. And to me, I think they give Vrabel another chance because. I mean, if either of these are going to come good, I think it's him. It's not going to be Mariota. So yeah, they're two and four currently. Um, two games back on the Texans. Um, the Broncos weren't massively impressed themselves, but they did just enough to win, really. Yeah, I mean they are what they are, aren't they? The Broncos. It's it's not exciting yeah, at just, all, is it? They're just. I've, I said it. I think before the season that they're just the most average team in the league, and. I mean, that's basically what they are. They're not terrible. They're not good. They're fine. Like, there's just not a lot to talk about the Broncos, is there? They just are what they are. Yeah, I posted a thing on our website yesterday about the uh, the trade deadline coming up and possibly Von Miller being on the move. If they can get a first-round pick for him, which I think they probably could do, um, they could package that up with their own picks and really shoot up that draft board and get themselves the quarterback that they want. Also, they got Drew Luck, but I don't think they're massively uh, like uh, tied to him for the future. No, and I, I think we'll see Drew Lock before the end of the season because yeah. I, I think it was the weekend, or I think it's the weekend, they showed him like before the game, um, like taking some snaps and having to throw. So he's obviously getting closer to coming back. And as soon, I think as soon as he's available, 
we'll see um, yeah we'll see Flacco out of there and lock in because they sort of got to find out especially going into a draft where there is a lot of talent that calls yeah. back They've got to find out what's going on there, I think. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's any slight on Flacco. I think he's just at that point in his career now where he's he's, he's he's expendable. Yeah, he's just going to be someone that is that player now, I think. Someone that's going to come in and fill in until the rookie's ready. It's yeah. just what a lot of these quarterbacks become, isn't it? He's the new the Fitzpatrick. Yeah, and I mean, there's, there's plenty of... Uh, there's a role for that. and Yeah, keeps your career going. Yeah. <laughs> Earns yourself a lot of money doing that as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, let's talk about the Jets. They beat the Cowboys 24-22. What a difference a quarterback makes. Sam Darnold was incredibly impressive in this game. And that's his best performance of the season. Obviously, he only played in week one, but he looked fantastic. He looked like the best quarterback in this game when Prescott's on the other side. I was really impressed with the Jets on this. They were just making big plays all day. Yeah, oh, yeah I thought they were really good. I... Yeah, I sort of fancied the Jets as a bit of a dark horse, and that looked really stupid through four or five weeks, didn't it? But I mean, this is sort of what I was expecting. Like, so yeah. just a really impressive showing on offense, you say, and then the defense was great. They just killed yeah. the Cowboys. Yeah, they were, that defense was flying to the ball. Dak looked under pressure for most of the game. But yeah, like I say, the, the big plays from them were fantastic. 92 yard touchdown to Robbie Anderson, which is burnt that secondary and just look who's gone. Anton's been a non-factor most of the season because of the play at quarterback and now he's back five receptions around 125 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jameson Crowder six catches. He, he's probably Donald's favourite target isn't he because he's so solid. Yeah. I think we're going to see him back to that wide receiver that basically has six, seven catches every single week if not more. Yeah. Just... Demarius Thomas is a third guy there. Is a pretty decent option. Yeah, definitely. It's a um, solid, big body receiver. Yeah, I think they're going to be an interesting team over this what, last two thirds of the season. Mm. And obviously, Patriots play against the Jets this week, I think. And yeah. Yeah, that's a hell of a lot more interesting Monday night game than <laughs> If it was Luke Falk against uh, Tom Brady, yeah. yeah, that would have been pretty low viewing figures. But yeah, this is an exciting game now. Yeah, definitely. I want to see something uh, from Lev Bell. We got 14 carries for 50 yards. He's been fine. I think so far he's just about holding his own in fantasy but not blowing it up but then the Jets team has been bad for four weeks with terrible quarterback play so yeah I think he's done okay considering the circumstances I find it a bit weird he didn't get a few more carries in this game actually I felt like a uh, yeah they should 14. have gone to him a little bit more in that second half than they did but only one target out of the backfield as well yeah it was a bit, bit odd for me that they didn't use him a little bit more in that second half but you know, so they obviously know what they're doing. It worked out. They're using Ty Montgomery as the kind of the catching back, which is I suppose he was a receiver. He's got good hands. Yeah, I, think, I mean that's fine, but I mean Bell can do that anyway. I don't. You don't really need to. I don't think. He's, no. Uh, <laughs> no, he's pretty good himself, isn't he? At catching the ball. Uh, the Cowboys lost um, Amari Cooper in the first quarter. He never returned with, a, I think, a thigh injury as well, and they just couldn't get anything going. Tavon Austin led the way in the air, which is never a good sign for you. Tavon Austin and Jason Witten as your top two receivers. Yeah, it's um, yeah, not perfect. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, like you're saying with the Rams, is it time to start worrying about the Cowboys? I just don't know. It's and it's quite funny when it's the Cowboys, though, isn't it? Because they're a three and three and zero, yeah. and they're going to win the Super Bowl, and they're the best team in the world. Now they're three and three, and they've lost to the Saints, Packers, and now the Jets. They've got the Eagles next, which could go either way with the way both teams are playing at the minute. 
but they've got they've got a tough back end. Vikings, Lions, Patriots, Bills, Bears, Rams, Eagles, and they finish at the Redskins. Yeah, that is a yeah, a real tough one. It's yeah, I don't know what to think about this Cowboys team. No. I mean, Dak obviously looked good, but he looked good against the bad teams. He's played any decent team. He hasn't looked that great again, has he? It's no, a lot of empty yards last week. A few weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was like, again like yeah. I don't know. They're yeah, they're a weird team. They should. It feels like they should be a lot better than this. And again, does that come down to Jason Garrett, or I don't really know. It's, yeah, he's done, isn't he? I think. I mean, we think that every year, but. I mean, Did you see the videos of him getting just left hanging? He tried to high five some players as they walked off the field, and they just ignored him completely. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see that. Have right. <laughs> seen the video of Stephen A. Smith as well having a, a wonderful time at the uh, the result of this game. <laughs> It's uh, yeah, I think the Cowboys. They're definitely, as I said, they're a fun team when it's, it's going wrong, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, I don't particularly mind them that bad. I think they're they're entertaining at least. Yeah. Uh, two more games to talk about: Monday night football. Uh, sorry, the Sunday night football. Uh, Steelers played the Chargers. I missed this one because I had no interest in watching a, a third string quarterback. But he did enough to beat the Chargers. Um, I want to. Yeah, I want to start talking about Philip Rivers. Of that class of quarterbacks. You've got what? Big Ben, Philip Rivers, Eli. Is there one other? Was it just those? I think it was just those three, wasn't it, actually? Yeah, Rivers, Ben, Eli. Ben and Eli are in the Hall of Fame, aren't they? Isn't Josh McCown out of that class as well? I think he is, actually. Yeah, he's about the same age. So so Ben and Eli are in the Hall of Fame, aren't they? I think so. I think there'll be a debate about Eli over and over, but I think as time goes on, a two time Super Bowl winner, two time. Super Bowl MVP will end up getting in but yeah. I don't know how Rivers can get in unless he does something over these last two, three, four years of his career this is exactly my point people have been talking about him as a, a, like a guaranteed Hall of Fame quarterback yeah, for what I, reason? I, I've had this debate a lot with different people and I don't see it because I would not argue for one moment that Eli Manning has been a better quarterback over his career than Philip Rivers Yeah, but the Hall of Fame isn't just a... It's not the Hall of the best players in the league, you know. It is a <laughs> you've got to do something. Well. Yeah, you've got to. And, I mean, what have, what have, what have you got to argue for Rivers? Like, whoever's going to like, go in a bat for him or whatever, it's... Who is... What, what is the argument for Rivers getting in? I don't really know what you're saying there. Like, I mean, he's been, what, a top sort of four to seven quarterback for quite a few years. Like, that's... Yeah. Other than that, there's not tons else there, is there? Like he's got some decent numbers, and all that's that all it is. It's all numbers. He's played ten playoff games in his entire career and never got close to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and yeah, the Hall of Fame is it like like MVP. It's a narrative thing as well as anything, as as much as anything. And Rivers doesn't have the narrative for me to get in, and I don't know how you could ever argue for him over some other other players that he'll be going up against. Yeah. No, I think, you, I think yeah. you're spot on. Yeah, he's, he's, he doesn't get in for me, but people seemingly just pencil him in. But I mean, if he wins a Super Bowl over the, like before he retires, yeah. I would say he's guaranteed to be in. Yes. But if he doesn't, or if he gets to a Super Bowl at the league, he's got to get to one. Yeah. Then he's got a chance. But if he wins one, he's in. Super Bowl gets for the one, he might be in. If he doesn't, I just don't know how he can be. Yeah, I'm with you on that completely. Um, but yeah, they, they managed to lose to a third-string quarterback. Well, 
mainly James Connor, wasn't it? He did all the damage in this game. Yeah, they're just... Yeah, it's impressive for the Steelers to win with the third-string quarterback. But I thought he looked pretty decent, in fairness. Yeah. But it's... I mean, yeah, it's hard with the Steelers because it feels like the season's over, so it's hard to really focus on them too much. Yeah. Because, and you think, well, what they're getting? But, I mean... They're eking out wins here, and... They're seven. I mean, they're I mean, seven to two to win the North at the minute. I mean, that feels short, doesn't it? Browns are three to one. Ravens four to nine. Bengals are hundred to one. <laughs> Give me that Browns. Give me that Browns. <laughs> three to one, yeah. Yeah, I like that. But yeah, okay, I think I said it. I don't know if you or me said it, but basically every win, all they're doing is just making that Minka Fitzpatrick trade a little bit better because. Yeah, that's what that season has to come down to now, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whether you're giving the Dolphins a top five pick or a top five pick or whatever it might be, it's uh, yeah, it's a weird one. And I mean, the Chargers from here, where they go, I assume there's probably going to be some coaching changes coming in pretty soon if they don't pick turn this around pretty quickly. And whether that's head coach or coordinators, it's mm. ready to be seen. But yeah, it's not looking good in. Uh, well, I was going to say San Diego there. <laughs> Sorry, any San Diegans that are listening. But, well, that's uh, where they should be because effectively every game they play is an away game. Yeah. There are Steelers fans everywhere at that stadium. Yeah, it, it can't help, but... I mean, it shouldn't make that much difference, should it? They are a disaster. Yeah, Melvin Gordon's made them worse, if anything, since he's come back. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, obviously there's a bit of rust there, but... They just stopped involving Austin Eckler. Five carries and three uh, three receptions. That, that's it. Because for me, I do think Gordon is a lot better player than Eckler. I do really rate Gordon. Yeah. I think he'll be fine eventually. But yeah, right now they're... He was their yeah, offense. away from what made them good, haven't they, over these first few weeks. Yeah, it's a weird Allen after the game. I've not um, seen that, no. So, I think it was um, Rotopat tweeted out, why is this, like, every single Chargers game basically is like this or something along those lines. Yeah. And I can't think, I can't even think what he put, but he basically just retweeted it with a comment, like, basically agreeing. Like, <laughs> and, like, being, uh, I can't, yeah, I can't even think what he said, but it was not, not a good sign, I wouldn't say, that he was a, a happy boy. Yeah, two catches for 33 yards in this game. Um, he's got 100 yards more than... Uh, DeAndre Hopkins this season but I feel he's had a worse season <laughs> I feel like maybe but I don't think it's on him I think it's on the team around him there's not been the yards he's got he's got a lot of them on his own I think hasn't he yeah he's I think he's been pretty good it's just yeah it's just been a struggle with basically everything else like <laughs> yeah. Eckler for them first few weeks but I felt like that was always going to come back to earth a little bit and even before Gordon come back that final week he didn't have the greatest game at Clare. yeah <sighs> yeah it's just hard to know what they are isn't it really and again injuries are obviously playing their part because they get another like three every week but it's it's a shame for I them because I mean yeah. the Chiefs are not running away with this division as they no. were last year this is their chance and they're, they're blowing it at the minute well right now then Bottom of the division. Yeah. <laughs> Behind the Broncos and Raiders. Are they even the second best of team in this division? <laughs> like, I think uh, it may be the Raiders. Yeah, which is ridiculous really, isn't it? Like, <laughs> They've moved up the division having a week off. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, it's been a pretty good couple of weeks for the Raiders and yeah, yeah kinda of getting better. But yeah, it's hard to know where the Chargers go from here, to be honest. 
Yeah, I think a whole wholesale changes are needed, but it, it's tough to move on from that quarterback as is seen in New York and yeah. Pittsburgh are having troubles as well with theirs. So it's uh, and it, to me, it's not like Rivers is really any different quarterback than he's always been. Yeah. He's always been a bit of this. He's shown some good stuff, but also some absolutely disastrous stuff at different times of the game. Yeah, I don't know. They're a weird <laughs> team. We shall see how they get on next week anyway with our, with our preview show coming up on Thursday. There's loads of podcasts coming out from 1st and 10, including a brand new betting show, Dave. How did you get on? Have you kind of tracked those this week? Of yours? Uh, I haven't, but I don't think they went that well. I mean, they're uh, all pretty much uh, Thursday yeah. night football based, weren't they? Yeah, we, it, was, it was hard. We're going to have a bit of a change this week, I think. We're going to move it further back because it wasn't planned to be so Thursday night football based, but when we recorded there wasn't really many lines out for any of the Sunday games so oh, right. <laughs> obviously a lot of the player like you had lines for the actual games but any of like the player bits sort of yeah. pretty much just Thursday Night Football was about all we had to choose from so that's sort of why it went that way oh uh, yeah that makes sense yeah it, so yeah things will be a bit it was uh, obviously a test run that one so things will be a bit different this week but yeah I think it went it went okay I know my picks were I, I think I was one and two that's not bad but were not amazing, not like horrendous, but yeah, that's okay. I yeah, uh, yeah, I can't think how they went now, but it was um, yeah, not not the most successful start, but I think yeah, things will be better as they go on. It was uh, a bit of a a bit of a learning one. I think Harry's picks were pretty good actually. In fairness, I think he he had like the Redskins and apart from his laughable Browns to win by a touchdown and more t- uh, bet. <sighs> I yeah, did have a little chuckle yeah. to myself when I heard that and then again on Sunday when we beat well, them. I did, I did sort of see it because it felt like one of them where... Well, I mean, I guess when they got off that start, you're thinking, oh, this is pretty good. But, yeah. Yeah. Ben against uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah. He'll learn. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I'll, I'll happily uh, bet against Russell Wilson. That's fine. That is fine. Uh, but yeah, so that comes out uh, weekly now. Um Along with all the team specific ones that we've got, um, yeah, again, there's a couple more on their way. Nice, just finishing touches of the Giants one coming. Lovely, yes, yeah, can't think where else. The Jags is finally starting, I believe. Yep, yeah, he found his co host. Yeah, it's yeah, it's been a while that one, but it's uh, weirdly, he was one of the first ones to get in touch, and it's just been a struggle finding someone to do it with him. Yeah. Uh, no one wants to talk about the Jags for some reason, weird, isn't it? They were quiet. The Card Dementia podcast. Yeah. Everyone wanted to talk about Blake Bort all the time. <laughs> now they've actually got something a bit more interesting. They don't want to talk about him. But yeah, yeah, that's on its way anyway. And, that's true. Uh, yeah, that's, a, that's another one. I can't think what it is now, but there's another one on this way. Anyway, Lovely. I'll tweet about them and all that stuff anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're on their way. Oh, 49ers. That's the one that's on the way. Oh, good. That'd be a great listen for me to listen to that one. But I'll listen to it regardless because I listen to all yeah, of our content. That's one that um, we need a co-host because right now I'm going to be the co-host. I'm oh right, okay. Talk about that. And so I'm not a 49ers fan, but I am a Jimmy fan and a Shanahan fan, so I can cover that all right. Yeah, we so, should. Yeah, uh, we should probably hit up Simon from the Gridiron Gents podcast if he's a yeah <laughs> slightly outspoken 49ers fan, like most of them <laughs> yeah. seem to be. <laughs> <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> bring the fire this week uh, but yes we shall be back on Thursday with our preview show um, where can people find us on social media Dave so we are at first and ten underscore on Twitter and we are first and ten on Facebook 
There you go. You can find me at Rossbow1984 and you can find Dave at DJG23. We have a Patreon if you want to get involved and just give us a few pennies. Uh, that's uh, patreon.com forward slash first and ten. Um, once we get a few, kind of a few more people in there, we'll start sending out rewards. It's not doesn't make sense to send out one at a time to people, so just hold hold tight, Ryan. <laughs> You'll get your stuff eventually. Um, but yeah, hit up there, hit up our Twitter, our Facebook, all that sort of stuff. Like the silver competition running for a week or so more, maybe Dave. Yeah, yeah, I can't think in a couple of days, but yeah, still a bit more, still plenty of time to enter that. So yeah, get share and retweet and all that. There you there's go. There's some amazing prizes in there. There's jerseys, there's Madden, there's all all sorts of things in there. There's uh, yeah, ten different prizes. So yeah, get share and all that stuff. Yeah. If you go on first ten you'll find uh, information about that. There you go. So we shall be back on Thursday. Until then, it's goodbye from me and it's goodbye from Dave. Bye. We'll see you on Thursday.